Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Enlightened Radio. Coming up next on the uh, agenda here is the Turd Sandwich Cafe. Yeah, you heard that mm, right. That's good, too, and, Bob. Uh, the, uh, also known as the Sports and Comedy Attack with Mike Cucarini. And um, we're going to get started right now. And Mike is here. Welcome, Mike. Why don't you uh, tell us? Uh, Hi, John. How are you? Oh, as I said before, Mike, every day is gravy. Uh, every day is so, gravy, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, football is uh, finished. Came to its uh, ultimate climax at the Super Bowl. We haven't spoke about the Super Bowl, I don't believe. Um, uh, did we speak in Super Bowl Yes, already? we spoke about the Super bit. Bowl. We yeah, went yeah. on yeah, about... Yeah, the more I think about it, you know, the more uh, I go back and review some of the gameplay it was more that the Niners kind of won the game in the first half and then like halfway through the third quarter and then Patrick Mahomes said hold my beer and uh, (laughs) (laughs) he said he went in and you know minute 37 you know like he always does drove in overtime they made it to overtime again so and uh, drove down the field and scored a touchdown and won now the Niners kicked a field goal in that same overtime. And back in the day, when you just scored whatever, the game's over. But now that each team gets one possession. So if you have the possession and you score a touchdown, see, if the Niners had scored a touchdown, the Kansas City Chiefs would have scored a touchdown, so then would have got into another overtime. Oh, right. Boy. But and I don't think San Francisco, a lot of their players knew that. They they thought they had another shot since they scored, um, but it was a field goal. So sorry, Patrick Mahomes gets the MVP, and he's going to Disney World. So he's probably already still there. I don't know. However, I can't why is talk he, about that. Why is he going there? Up, whoa, 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 whoa! Why is Patrick Mahomes going to Disney World? Um, because they paid the NFL a great deal of money to say that at the end. It's a Super Bowl ad, basically. Oh, I it's, see. Okay. They they pay the and, and you know it's an extra. I think Patrick got everybody. The quarterbacks get like one point five million if they win, and everybody else gets a million. Hmm. So that's fifty two wow. million dollars. <clears throat> that's not like the uh, <clears throat> parable of the little the white spot movie, on the top it's of chicken shit, game. is it? Well, I will. You can't say. You can't talk about it without discussing what happened um, at the celebration for the Chiefs. Uh, it's very unfortunate. Once again, we find ourselves with the inability to celebrate anything outdoors, movie theaters, churches. It just doesn't matter. The The gun epidemic is the gun epidemic. And, and until we grow enough courage to make the decision that these are these are these weapons are not supposed to be on the street, this is going to continue to happen. Well, people used to, no one, no we used one... to teach a, a resolution behavior. We used to teach integrated resolution behavior, being able to disagree but not be disagreeable. And, and that's lost. That's lost in our society to a lo- large extent. I see a lot of violence um, as a way to handle the situation. I will be the first one to admit that I have not always been on the side of peace and kindness, but I, but I am now. And, uh, that's how I feel. I just see a lot of, you know, I, I think sometimes, um, people project cruelty because that gives them more 
views online, the more preposterous and ludicrous something is, the, the more it's looked at, which is, you know, yeah, that's kind of sad. Question. Has there been any, any actual uh, reports on what was going on with these two, with these two or three kids, I guess they were teenagers that shot people. Uh, what, what, what actually, no, yeah, yeah. Any there hasn't idea? been any specifics, Sean, but from uh, what I okay. understand, it was just, it stemmed from some type of, uh, misunderstanding or turf war or something and, and and it had it had something to do with drugs just is some of the indications <laughs> I, but i don't know you know, maybe like, somebody cut <laughs> felt like they were slighted because somebody cut in line in front of them and they had to pull well it when you just, say drugs I, I my mind automatically bumps to uh dark matter um which i'm told takes up about 85 percent of the universe and uh is okay. actually embedded in between all the atoms and the uh other matters there's the dark matter which doesn't just a random bunch of neutrinos and protons running around the universe and so that's how i think about drugs okay you can't see it but actually it's everywhere so no matter what happens, it's probably drug influenced. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, that's a turd sandwich for you. Um, yeah, that, uh, that that's entering into the to the uh, next segment. That's entering into. <laughs> let me get through the sports first. And then... Well, I'm just you. You were you were on Kansas City murders, you know, know and know, right. you know, uh, yeah, come right. on. You're right. You You're stepped right, on the curb. Yeah, there's a big pile of dog shit there. I'm trying to, I know, I'm trying to turn. I'm trying to turn. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to pivot. I'm trying to pivot, brother. I'm trying to let me pivot, man. Um, you know. NBA basketball is uh, pretty hot right now. So is the NCAA. Um, my wife's uh, favorite team, UVA, UVA, is is playing well, but they're. They may not. I, I'm hope they're kind of on the bubble. I'm hoping they make the NCAA tournament. They may or may not. They're a scary team because they're a young team and they play really, really good defense. I mean, it's just if you're going to play for Bennett, if you're going to play for that guy, you better know how to play defense because that's what they do. And they have a freshman that's I don't think I think he's playing center. He's six eleven, but he looks more like a guard because he's just so muscular. Oh yeah, he's just a young kid that plays six really 11? well. Six eleven? Did you say six eleven? Yeah, six eleven. Which what is not. It? Can you tell me? Which is what not. They, in, that's not incredibly they, tall for a center well, what, well, in the NBA. Well, what are they? What are the parents? Everyone's over kids? seven feet, John. Everyone. Women Yama's seven foot seven. Is this too much milk when you're young? Is that what's causing <laughs> this? I don't know. <laughs> Damn it! Tone down the dairy, you bastards. Yeah, oh, you know. Well, then, if that's the case, John. I drank a lot of milk, so no, that's I didn't get taller. I, I did this though when I was like ten. I was like, I don't know. Taller. Maybe his maybe his. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get. Maybe his mother didn't wean him until he was you know eight or nine years old or something. Oh God, that's so gross. Stop that. He has to get enough. Oh, God, that's oh, so man. gross, dude. By the way, you got to check for uh, blood in your turds. But don't don't forget to do that, okay? You know, you, it's just a secret to a long oh, life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Help me. Why am I doing this ridiculous show? What is... 
What happened? Uh, I don't know. It's just so sad. <laughs> so it was, but it was, uh, you know, today's uh, uh, folks out there in internet land were, were, broad, were, were broadcasting this today on the day of President's Day. That's true. Which uh, a lot of a lot of folk off today, uh, taking the day off, not not going to work. Good for them. Right. Um, you know, I hope they have a good day and they relax with their kids and chill out a little bit and have some fun. Um, that would be cool. Uh, I I had a chance uh, this weekend. The Six Nations tournament of rugby took a break. Everyone was off this weekend. We're looking forward to them getting back together next weekend and playing. If you need to know where you can watch the six nations tournament you can watch it on peacock if you're into rugby um and i happen to enjoy the game it's a it's a very different game than anything you'll see uh, my wife played rugby um she's a big fan and it's it's fun to watch so that'll be coming back next weekend i think there's two games saturday morning and the one on sunday afternoon uh, are there any of the local uh, schools have a uh, rugby team i don't here? i don't think but you know what? That's a great question. I don't know. Of the local schools, I'm not certain. I know that Maryland, UVA, they both have really good lacrosse teams. I should ask my favorite uh, school board member there, Donna Joy, see what she, she Yeah, thought. yeah. She see, probably they, knows. Yeah, because that's a – I don't think – if parents are now afraid of having their kids play, you know, uh, contact football – and they're just playing flag football, they're not going to want them to play rugby, let me tell you. No. Let's just say they're not going to want – because rugby is – you not you don't really have that much padding on and you're beating the snot out of each other. So it's a, it's a yeah. tough – and everybody on the field has to know how to pitch. You know, that pitch where you know yeah. it would be comparable to the quarterback pitching to a running back coming out of the backfield. That pitch has got to be perfect. And yeah. A lot of those guys learn that very early on. They're very physically gifted. Um, I, I, I just thought uh, I started watching it and I kind of grasped an understanding of the game. I still don't get all the rules just yet, but that's uh, that that'll come later. The more I the more I watch and and I enjoy some international soccer too. I mean, it's uh, yeah. or what what we what they call in Europe football. Football. Yeah. football. football. Mm -hmm. I say football. That's the way the you're, you're my buddy I, I bet it. the southern football. Europeans don't say football. I bet they say something. No, they, different. they say soccer. Northern soccer. Another northern yeah. European would say football. Know, but, uh, football. Yeah, I, but it's uh, you know that's a great game too. That's a that's a real that's a tough game. You got to be real some kind of cardiovascular shape, man, to, to play that right. game. That is something else. It's, you got to be able to run all day. United, uh, DC United, I think, is getting ready, to, or they already did kick off their their season, um, which is good. The the uh, it's fascinating to see that there is a I didn't know this there is a professional uh, lacrosse league um, in our country. Uh, that that's fascinating to kind of pay attention to because one thing I did notice is the kid that played NFL football for two years and he's going to come back and play football, but he is currently right now he is playing lacrosse. He played lacrosse in college. He was really good, but he was drafted um, into the uh, NFL, and he wanted to come back and play, and now they have a professional team. So he said it took him a little while to get the timing back, but he feels really good about playing now. So, All right. Well, it's interesting. I, that's good. It's just interesting. 
Hey, what's yeah, the... I mean, but one of the things I will say, the growth of the WNBA has just been phenomenal. It has just been, if you get a chance to watch somebody like a Brittany Griner play basketball, oh my goodness, she's so good. She's so, and it, it helps that she's tall, but she also works very hard and she's been through hell and back, you know? So when you watch her play, man, she is, there's some ladies out there I just wouldn't want to see on a basketball court because they would just mess me up. They're so <laughs> physically gifted, right. man. It is really quite amazing. And to see this Caitlin Clark young lady for Iowa, for the Hawkeyes, I don't know if you've seen her, she broke all records for scoring. I have, She said, quite specifically, in the game where she took over the scoring title, um, she said, if there's a chance for me to take over the scoring title and do it from our logo, I will. And she did just that. And what I mean by that, John, is she drove up to way past like a, I don't know if you've ever seen Steph Curry play for the Golden State Warriors, no. but sometimes Steph Curry will take a three-point shot. He'll just go like this, shoot it, and then turn around and not even not even look at the ball because he's so confident it's going in. That's And, and Caitlin Clark's a little bit like that, too. Um, what a great basketball player she is, and what a great story. I mean, she's, she's helping them pack stadiums, and when she goes to the NBA, that's not going to die down, or WNBA. Cool. Well, I think, it, so, you know, I mean, we need to, uh, I, I think, encouraging, you know, all gender sports and leveling the playing I mean, field. Yeah. And without yeah, a doubt, I, I just think it's great for the ladies to have everything. The, these moments where they celebrate. Right. And, and, and like this past weekend, I think uh, I saw <laughs> they had the all star game. The East, they went back to East versus West. I'm not even sure who won. I just know one team scored over 200 points. So I'm pretty sure they didn't play defense at all. Hey, I was going to ask you, what sports have um, a geezer league? <laughs> uh, baseball. Uh -huh. I think uh -huh. baseball might be it. <laughs> I think there might be. There's, there's a, there's a, I think there's a flag football association or league around here somewhere. Um, I'm not certain how you join. Uh, are there any softballs really big in and around the area? Uh, forgive me for yawning. I didn't get enough sleep last night. That's silly on my part. Um, yeah, it really is. I mean, you live in a cave, you know, with the other bears, and uh, I don't know why you can't <laughs> sleep. They they make it all winter. You have a hard time getting through the night. I know, man. What's they, going on, know, man? I haven't slept in a decade, and these fat <laughs> bastards are right beside me snoring. Damn it. So, uh, yeah, but I just I, – I really, really am quite impressed with uh, – this incredible athletic talent that you get a chance to see. And, 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 and the coaches are so much better now and right. it's college ranking, professional ranking. They're just all really, really good. And it's good for the game and it's, and it's good for people to come out and support that. So please do. If you have that couple extra bucks and you want to see a really good basketball game, check out a WNBA game, check out a mystics game. Uh, I'm not saying that the mystics are, you know, I don't know what the hell's going on with uh, Ted Leonsis and his, kind of wanting to move the team from D.C. to Virginia. Um, I don't know if that's such a great idea. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the, the Our hockey team, the Capitals, were really good for a while. They're not that good this year. Unfortunately, they lost Nicholas Backstrom. 
Um, he couldn't come back from his hip uh, surgery. I don't know if he's ever going to come back or ever be the same. It's kind of like a tragic uh, Steven Strausberg story because we all know Strauss is retired from baseball. Um, they never really – the thing that pisses me off about the Nationals organization is the learners had something set up to celebrate Steven Strausberg last year, and they canceled it. You know, Steven Strausberg needs to be invited to be the one to throw out the first pitch this year and for the entire stadium to be able to honor that man. He pitched like a house of fire when we went to the World Series and won. There was no way anyone out there, and I'm going to do a Russo here and get pissed off, there is no goddamn way the Nationals win the World Series without him. So put that in your pipe and fucking smoke it. There. So why do you think uh, they skipped it? Well, I don't know. I have no idea. Honestly, I don't know what's going on with the learners. I have no idea. I know they've been seeking some more money. They need a, you know, they need somebody to, to come in and bail them out because they're in commercial real estate and their businesses fell apart. Um, you got the Baltimore Orioles yeah. have been purchased for I think 1.9 billion. They have they have a new owner coming in, but that new owner isn't in place yet. Angelos, Peter Angelos still has control of the team right now, which I don't know is is such a good idea. I don't I don't despise Peter Angelos. But I'm not going to let him off the hook for the way he screwed the Nats over, big time. Well, when you're big time, if you're going to pay a billion dollars for something, uh, you're going to have to have a bank involved. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> so I know. You can't but move that kind of money. Is, is, is Peter Angelos at every turn? Whenever the Washington Nationals wanted something done here for broadcasting, he took over the broadcasting rights of Masson, the Mid Atlantic Sports Network, and. They have owed the Nationals $100 million for 10 years. So it's it's kind of a disaster. Maybe they'll fix it. I know the Orioles are going to be good this year. I know that. They were really good last year. They're going to be even better this year. Um, my odds-on favorite to be consistent for the NFL next year is my first pick is the Detroit Lions. Watch out. Because if the Detroit Lions pick up one more linebacker, another really good shutdown cornerback, and they will, and they will find another offensive lineman, you better look out because this team is not showing up like the same old Lions. This team is showing up to punch you in the face. They oh, do not God. give a shit where they play. They don't care what time's the game. They're all they're, – Dan Campbell, the coach of that team, has got them riled up and playing really good football. They're focused. And they're a good football team. All right. They just well, they were didn't the, have. They were they the crowd the they, favorite, weren't they? For uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, for everybody, uh, really. Yeah. What everybody really wanted to see is a Buffalo Bills Detroit Lions Super Bowl. No. Oh, hang in there, folks, because you still may see it next year. So, but well, but, well I mean, you know, would, would they still and, hold and, it and, and, in and, Las and, Vegas? I thought. I thought that. I thought the Ravens were going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the in the championship game, and the Ravens got their ass kicked. The Chiefs, when they start to roll, when they start to get better, 
they're like a machine, man. You can't stop them. You just can't stop them. I mean, they just, they're well coached. They're disciplined. They stay in their lanes. They do what they're supposed to do. Now, I'm not saying that was for the whole year last year because, shit, they lost to Oakland. Kansas City lost to freaking Oakland. The Las Vegas, or I'm sorry, Oakland. The Las Vegas Raiders last year, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So, well, yeah, you can have uh, a bad day. I mean, come on, yeah, things can come uh, yeah. apart. I mean, that's what essentially that's what uh, Kelsey was saying. Him and him and Mahomes came out, and Mahomes. It's the only game I think I've ever seen where Patrick Mahomes lost his mind. You know, he he threw his helmet. He was screaming at the coaches. He was screaming at the play, and that's not him. That's not Patrick's normally very calm. Like, okay, fellas, we're going to do this, this, and that. Man, that game. Whoo, you want to talk about somebody who had no more rest to give? Well, okay. <laughs> like, and then you know. Chelsea has a temper, pretty obvious. Um, he he's during the Super Bowl. He came off up the sidelines and screamed at Andy Reid and bumped into him and was pointing his finger at him, going, "Put me back in in game now!" <laughs> so you know. And Reed is just so Reed's like, <laughs> he's just shaking his head like because he's dealt with this guy since he was since his inception since he came. And the thing is, is people don't give the Kelsey boys enough credit. I don't think. For How many of them are there? They came. What I mean is, they came from I believe the University of Cincinnati. Wait a minute. How many Kelsey boys are there? Two. Oh, okay. Two. Two. His older brother made it into the league as a center, as a lineman, offensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he's reti- he retired this past year. Finally. He, he, he played, I think, 11 or 12 years. Oh, Jason okay. Kelsey, who has a podcast, by the way, and he's very right. good. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, he has his brother on. <laughs> and it was hilarious because he's, he's a retired Philadelphia Eagle. And he went to go see the game dressed in his Kansas City. <laughs> that was hilarious. He's in the stands cheering for his brother like crazy. I mean, there's there they are very close, and 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 so is the mom. And I I just give him a lot of credit for handling the overexposure. Oh yeah, being with, able uh, to handle that and still sure. perform at a high with, level uh, is not the easy um, to do. I don't care who you are. I don't Taylor really Swift. It's, yeah. You know, that's the kind of pressure that Michael Jordan brought on himself. You know, once you become good, it's kind of like if you go back and watch what happened with the New England Patriots, it really is quite fascinating because Robert Kraft came in and bought that team. And his first order of business was to establish the face of the franchise. Well, who was that face of the franchise? Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe got hit so hard on the sidelines that he broke his rib and it ended up puncturing an artery and that filled up his lung with blood. He had to have major surgery. This was years ago. This was 20 years ago. He had to have major surgery. So who do they turn to? This little known fifth round draft pick named Tom Brady. And guess what, John? After his third game, they just kicked the shit out of everyone. And they kept kicking the shit out of everyone for the next 10 freaking years. <laughs> so, and he, he was a low round. I mean, he just, 
you could see him feel the responsibility and know what he had to do. And he kept doing it and he kept doing it and he kept doing it. And, you know, I mean, he talks about the first one of the one of the uh, guys who played offensive line, Damian Woody, is a, a announcer or I should say broadcaster. He's part of the ESPN team. And he, and he said what was amazing was Tom the linemen would go out and have a beer drinking game and Tom would come with them. Tom would try to out drink. And, you know, Damien, what he's looking at Tom Brady, like this son of a bitch just out drank me. This is great. I love my quarterback. So they, you know, he really wanted to establish personal relationships and professional relationships so they could lead on each other. And that's how, I, that's how I think Tom is, is really effective. He's very personable. And he knows what he's doing. He knows offenses and he knows defenses. He's a very smart, quick thinking QB. He always was. Oh, well, he's, so, you know, been as successful as anybody in the game. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, easily a first round Hall of Famer. First round, you know, he's going to go right into the Hall of Famer. Why not? Shit, they might as well yeah. dust off well, the right now. Well, it depends on whether he does something that embarrasses no. everybody. No, no, he's... <laughs> You know, it I, takes bribes. There's some people, John, keep in mind, there's some people that are above that. He's, you know, you know he, he marries into the Trump seven, family. Seven like Super Bowls? Seven? John! Yeah, so and he, anyway. he won the Super Bowl. He goes, okay, my contract's up here in New England. I'm good because I just got off the phone with Bruce Arians. And he wants me to come down and play for Tampa. And I love Tampa, so that's where I'm moving. Boom, gone. Guess what? Tampa wins the freaking Super Bowl. So you can't tell me that he doesn't have a bit of influence. Now, the next year they made it to the playoffs. He was going to retire. He unretired. He came back to play that one year, and they made it to the playoffs and lost. They were beaten the first round. And that was it for him. He was done. He said, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So um it's well, funny because the short bio the, of... there's a good there's a good commercial uh it was running around they had uh dan marino emmett smith and jerry rice no no uh no uh, i'm sorry uh, uh randy moss and they're all sitting on a couch like hey man let's all unretire <laughs> emmett smith's like that sounds great then they actually show him on the field, it's like yeah. they're in the meeting rooms, and then yeah. Smith is like, he's in his uniform, like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then and then you got uh, here's 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 Dan Marino looking at the plays on his wrist. Uh, you can't see this on the radio. Uh, <laughs> he's got to get his glasses out to look at. <laughs> what are you doing? But um, they were like, that's a bad idea. Let's we not can't do see that because they showed the one of them getting smacked, getting hit, and he was like. Yeah, I think I'm good right here. And then they and then they pan over, and it's Julian Edelman who played for the Patriots as a wide receiver, and Tom Brady, who's his best friend, sitting there in the in lawn chairs, going, "You know what? That's not a bad idea." Unretired. Unretired. No, no, don't do it. You guys are too old and beat up. Don't do it, man. Don't. I, yeah, it's a rough game. It is. It's brutal. It's brutal. Um. But I will say this, too. In terms of loyalty, I do think that free agency is kind of, you know, you you got to be loyal to yourself and your family first. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it goes. And I don't know what the hell is going to happen to college football with the NIL agreement. 
What's that? With these Nobody guys knows what getting, that is. You know, hey, it's Mike. an agreement what? where your where your likeness is. You could sell it. You can oh, sell your yeah. likeness. Yeah, you know, and, and, and use yeah. it to sell products. But you got to get paid. So guys like at USC, like Caleb, Caleb Williams, they've already got money in the bank. You've got you know gymnasts, softball players, uh, soccer players in at the college level making money. And sometimes that's that's hard to turn down, man. Because <laughs> Caleb Williams has been on like he already won in his junior year. He won the Heisman Trophy, and he's been all over television hawking shit already. You know, <clears throat> I worked for a uh, startup once that had a deal with uh, somebody in Michael Jordan's organization to uh, what we were going to do is is that, that he was in effect going to do what you're just talking about sell rights to his image and use it for advertising purposes uh, so that if someone wanted to have him wearing a particular pair of glasses or gloves or shoes or whatever that while you were watching him on a video thing our technology would mark up that image in a way so that when you clicked on his shoes, you could just buy them. Okay, that, that was that was the yeah, technology. Mike, that, that was the trick, yeah, right? Michael. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. John, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait good, I'm, buddy, I'm sorry. Hold, hold on. Sorry. A, the, the point was is that good, that business venture failed <laughs> because not because of the technology, but because. Mm. When we were talking to, uh, or the sales guys were talking to Michael Jordan's people, I don't know if they ever talked directly to him, but it turns out that if a photograph has Michael Jordan by itself in it, he had rights to that. But if it had another player or any other players in it, all the rights belong to the team, or you know, that kind of, at least at that time, that was the deal right, right then. And, um, and so we couldn't, you know, it turned out how would you write a contract that would allow you to, like in a film, you might have, let's say, a thousand clips of images in there, right? I mean, that are running through, right? Or 2,000, whatever. And you pick out the ones <laughs> where he's by himself versus in the game where he's with other people. And then, but that wouldn't work on the film because you'd be wanting to click on Mike Jordan's shoes one minute when he's by himself, but then when he's into with somebody else, you couldn't click on it because that belonged to somebody else. That 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 right. image. So and it it just proved to be well. Speaking impossible. of yes, yeah, I'm glad you brought up Michael Jordan because the reality is, is Michael Jordan's contract with Nike changed everything in sports. Changed everything. Up until that point, no performer, player, or anything had a percentage of production. Mm -hmm. And his mother, to her credit, said, the only way my son is going to sign this contract is if you give him a percentage profit off of every shoe sold from now until the end of time. Three years later, what happened? Nike bought Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because yeah. they weren't considered basketball shoes. 
Right. Nike was was for runners and joggers and such. Right. And that contract <laughs> exploded. And the guy that helped with that contract went on to help settle the NIL imaging and likeness, national imaging and likeness debate in college. They asked him to come in and he was talking about he had been talking about these these huge universities suck in all this money through the talent right. of their players and the players weren't getting squat. No, and when they true. were getting stuff, they had to get it under the table. And then when they were caught, they were suspended. Yeah, of course. Which is horse shit. Yeah. So, you know, God bless them. I'm glad they, they got it. You know, they, at least they get a you know a little. It, it, it's such a, you and I have talked about that. Football is a really, really dangerous sport. It's very physically dangerous, man. It is a tough, tough road to hoe. It really is. So, um, you know, the average football player plays for four years. That's it. So you got to have something afterwards. <laughs> well, um, Jack Welch, for example, the former legendary yeah. CEO of GE that ended up wrecking the company but uh anyway he um he had a uh a, a, he wouldn't hire or i mean but this way if he was looking for vice presidents executive material all this you know his first question was reported to us as being um well was he on a football team you know and um if if he was well you moved to the front of the line you know and uh, ah, you, you'd have to show you were an idiot afterwards in order to not get right. the job um right. you know kind of thing right so <laughs> <laughs> that culture uh, we want i want somebody that's going to you know run over the competition you know without uh, right. the slightest hesitation right. kind of thing you know and yeah, ne ne uh, never mind that that person's brain and body is probably physically completely compromised. Well, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he, he yeah. looked at business like warfare, like most CEOs do, actually, I think, yeah, of different kinds. And uh, I mean, the military metaphors in management are just abundant, as you might. You know, it doesn't sound like a hippie. Well, I do like I do like the uh, I don't know if it, what the ad is selling. I keep forgetting what it's selling, but I do like it when the business folks come out on and they say, "Well, you're a rock star," and then they actually have a real rock star go. No, you're not. Where's the ad? The Billy Idol one with the lip. Eh, where's the? He didn't go to lip. Eh. <laughs> Between the it's cup and the lip, because the slip. Then they had. Uh, then they had uh, Ozzy sit down in like an office space. And he turns around and introduces himself to the guy. And hey, I'm Oswald. Oswald? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's not a very euphonious Oswald. name. Well, that's his Ozzy. Ozzy. Oh, that's Ozzie. his name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ozzy. Oswald. Ozzy. Oswald. So what's yeah, the, uh, what, what, and, but, what, but I thought the commercial was good because they had Billy Idol in it. They had, you know, um, Ozzy Osbourne in it, you know, that kind of thing. So that was pretty cool. It was pretty, pretty cool. And I, I love, oh man, I meant to tell you, this is, you're going to love this. This is right up your alley. Okay. I heard both. I heard Billy Joel on an interview with Howard Stern. That's one. Yeah. And then he repeated the same story on Colbert. Oh, yeah. One, one year, he never believed. 
Billy doesn't buy this bullshit about, you know, the Grammys and who's a winner. and who's, he, so, <laughs> so he's at the Grammys one year. And uh, yeah, he he knows he's been nominated, and he knows he's, he says he's probably not going to win. But they do fillers, seat fillers, with all these pretty people. They let them in in between all the rock stars, so the rock stars aren't all sitting together because they look so Sting they don't look and, that good. Sting and Billy Joel got together in the back of the room and said, "This is bullshit. We're sitting together. You guys can kiss our ass. We're sitting together." <laughs> so they went and sat down, and Billy goes, "Hey." Whenever, whenever somebody wins, let's boo them and heckle the shit out of them. And that's what they did. They wouldn't film it, but it was like Sting and Billy Joel sitting together going, bah, you suck. You know, you're a one-hit wonder. Bah. <laughs> and then, right. you know the camera guy, the producer's like, don't get them on film. St camera that way. Camera that way. Yeah, probably. Well, oh, my God. Billy said it was the most fun he had. And he's often, he thought about it. He suggested, uh, he was talking to, because, you know, this is the first song he's written in 30 years. That just I, am, I, I got to go listen to it. I haven't heard it. I, it's, a, it's a really, really good song. He's a, he is a great kid, songwriter. Unbeknownst to, unbeknownst to Billy, this kid, Billy thinks this kid's a fan, right? You know, he just comes up to him after a show and says, you know, this, that. You know, he goes, oh, by the way, I had an idea. Yeah, Billy's like, okay, you and 50 million other fucking people. All right. He goes, I'll tell you what, we'll have lunch. I'll have lunch with you. And the kids sat down with, with Billy. They had lunch, and he started playing the piano. And Billy went, I like that. And then the kid starts writing words, and Billy starts listening to his music. And they start this, you know, rapport going back and forth. Mm. They write this freaking genius i'm telling you man you can't listen to this song you have to be in the right headspace but you can't listen to this song and not feel slightly emotional it okay. is really really incredibly you, what, well would you have any well, right up his alley right name of the alley. song name 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 of the song i can't remember the damn song oh, name no it's but hey it's the first song billy sang in 30 come on you'll find it okay dude he sang it at the grammys if you um, go to Billy Joel at the Grammys 2023, yeah. you'll find it. All right. I'm going to oh, no, 2024. I'm sorry. 2024. You uh, will, you will find him doing the song because he sang it. He, he sang it at the Grammys and Howard was like, Howard was kind of needling him saying, Hey man, how did you enjoy being back at the Grammys? And the one thing that Billy talked about that I really like is he said, I love corresponding. I love the artists. I like that back and forth. He said, I, I enjoyed that. And, and, you know, he said Taylor Swift was like one, one or two tables in front of him. And she waved. She kind of, she didn't want to, because he already had people coming over to him. And, you know, but, you know, if, if anybody sees Billy Joel, I, I, I don't know if I could even collectively control myself because I'm such a fanboy. I may have to just take myself out of the picture because I, I may say something really fucking stupid because I'm an idiot. And I sometimes when I get nervous, I get very inappropriate. And, uh, you know, shit, like if I met him, I'd just look at him and go, you may be right. I may be crazy. Uh, but is it, uh, turn it the lights just be hey, a lunatic. Turn the lights back on? Yeah, exactly. 
Is that the name? That's it. That's okay. it. Or no, yeah, turn the lights back on. Yeah. Right. Okay. I got beautiful, you. beautiful song. Oh. Well, we'll oh. close. I'll, 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 I'll probably play that at the close Great of the show. Great piano work. And that's the thing, too, is Billy, played, he didn't train. He didn't. He wasn't. He taught himself how to play piano, which is well, truly amazing. I mean, and he still loves. He still loves classical music. He likes. He plays classical music at home to relax. He plays it on the piano. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, this is an older dad now. This is an older dad. He's got young kids. He's got an yeah. eight and a six-year-old. So eight and a six. <laughs> when did he get yeah. married again? Because he had kids with the uh, his wife that was yes, the model. Yeah, he has a daughter who's actually a performer. With the uh, uh, Uptown Girl. Yeah, with, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still I mean, friends. That's the mother of his daughter. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and he has two kids, two younger kids with another young lady who uh, they seem to be, they seem to be very happy because the thing that they did, <laughs> they, they had this wing built on this uh, shelter for dogs and cats and Howard was talking about, and this is so funny. Howard said they have a, in his apartment, they have a cat room. And when Billy's kids come over to play with his kids, <laughs> they run with Howard's kids. They run right into the cat room and just play with the cats, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. It was a great interview. If you get a chance to listen to the Howard interview with, with it's, it's very similar to what he was able to do with Springsteen, which I thought was just one of the best interviews I've ever seen. That was a great interview. I saw that one. Oh my God. It's very similar to that, John. It's very similar to that. It's it, 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 you get the same because I just, I, put, I guess I put Billy in the same because Billy was talking about how he wanted to get sting um, John Mayer to play guitar. Um, he's, he's talking about putting together a super group and Don Henley. Well, so, okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty geezer uh, authentic. Oh, I know, I know. It's just like the traveling Woolberries. Kind of the same. You know, they, who got together for two years and then broke up because everybody got pissed off because they all had huge egos. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You got but I loved watching him. I got to see Billy Joel by himself in concert. I got to see Billy Joel with Elton John, which I thought was just absolutely mind-blowing. You know, when, when Elton John sang Piano Man and then Billy sang Funeral for a Friend, oh, my goodness What gracious, year was that? Man. That was, gosh, that was, we're going back 25 years. Oh, okay, yeah, long time. Yeah, long time ago. And it, but it was great because Billy has this way of making sure the audience is paying attention. And there's a line in that one song, um, engineer boots, leather jackets, and tight blue jeans, right? That's the line. So Billy's coming up on the line, and he goes, engineer bed, whoops. <laughs> he just went, whoops, and everybody started laughing. He goes, did you see, singing along, and there's another break in the song. He's like, everybody fucks up every once in a while. It's just... <laughs> Yeah. Well, the audience didn't care. They cheered because it was so authentic. Sure. Oh, yeah. he was a great. He's a great performer. I'm glad to see. Oh, I'm man. glad he's uh, started man. up again. He took. Uh, I heard a lot of stories well, no, about when he left. He's over with at uh, at uh, at the uh, garden. Madison yeah. Square Garden. It's over with. How long did so, the residency go on? What does that mean? 
Uh, he had residency there for, I think, six years, six-year contract. How often did he play? Uh, every week, all the time. Hmm. He was there all the time. It's just, you know, he never, he did the same thing. He never, he started to not sell tickets to the front of his shows. Because what he would do back in the day is get his stage guys to go out and get young ladies that were sitting in the back that couldn't afford the front seat and bring them all to the front. And he sure. told Elton that. He made the mistake of telling Elton John that. <laughs> so you know what Elton John did? Had yeah. his guys go look for all the cute guys. Yeah. And bring them. Bad. Right. Sure. Like you guys are bad. You guys are bad. But you know, hey, look, that's a. I'm glad Billy's back. In the back. That's good. Say, say you're you're me and you, old geezers. Say we get a chance to get, score some tickets somehow, some cheap tickets <laughs> like in the nosebleed seats, and we're sitting there ready to watch the concert. And some usher comes up and goes, "Hey, listen, you guys, you're old geezers, and Billy wants you down. We know we you guys the geezer show. We're gonna, we got yeah. we got a seat for you down front." You know, if I go to a concert like that, I'm I'm hope they're going to have an afternoon show. <laughs> Speaking you know, of Richard the geezer Lewis, problem, man, Richard Lewis just did a tour a couple of years ago where the show started at six thirty. Well, that's about my time. I'm good yeah. with that. No. Each day that goes by, John, I am cracking with you. I, I'm starting to realize <laughs> the attempt to stay up past 9.30 may be a bit much these days for me. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. I, know I mean, that. I make the effort. I make the effort. <laughs> hey, we're past 8 o'clock. I, I, I know. I got so into uh, dark matter yesterday with Ooh. our little physics lecture on um, Ooh, okay. Amazon Prime. By this well, guy, this guy that runs the, uh, or he's, I think he got part of the Nobel Prize um, for finding a bunch of these hmm. subatomic particles, right? Wow. And but he has wow. a, he's gifted at both the graphics the show puts together and his explanations, where he he has a pretty effective way of giving you the outline of the actual idea. Even if you don't know, you know all the advanced math to, you know, how, how did how did the, what was the technical way they actually executed this test? No, he's not going to spend. You'd have to go back to college and take the course for real to get that. But you know, but he gives <laughs> you the. Nobody got time for he, that. he draws the picture for you, so you see the thinking at least behind um, one of the most interesting ones. I mean, I'll close with just this. It, it's mind blowing. It really is. He says, for example, they, uh, by using a number of different uh, radio signal analysis, they can estimate that the, it's about 13, uh, what is it, is a, a million, uh, 13 light years, no, 13 million light years to the edge of the universe, which is constantly ah. expanding. And they have another way to okay, know that. Right, but right. then he says this, okay turn around and send your signal the other direction. If you went into the left, or up, down, go down, or right, your right, left, go right, back. Yeah, I get it. Guess yeah. what? It's another 13 billion light years to the edge of that. Okay? Now, how is that possible 
if the age of the universe is like 13 billion total, how is it that it's 13 billion from you to one side and another 13 billion from you to the other side? That's actually 26 billion expansion okay yeah you know i, I could actually he, add that up in my head well well you know so you're sitting there right you know and he, and he I thank says you for the oversimplification and he yeah. said uh he, he lays it out he says there's no you, you can you, 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 the only way you're you what you've set up is a situation where your observations are telling you that in order for what happened to happen something has to be expanding at faster than the speed of light because if it's just a speed of light, it would only be half that far. Let me ask you an important <laughs> question, John. When will then be now? That's what I need to know. When will? You missed it. When? Just then. You missed it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was oh, mind blowing. One thing I want to say before we go, before we go today, and I appreciate everything John does for us. Um, I wanted to say that I saw Oppenheimer. Oh, my God. Wow experience right no christopher <laughs> nolan's use of uh singling in on something and as you go through the story panning back on it and allowing that snippet from someone's life to explain it yeah yeah and plus the those yeah. noises you heard from him giving that big rah-rah speech when he didn't really feel rah-rah yeah yeah, you know, yeah, all those yeah people yeah. are like i'll be i'll be in there but Remember, he used that in the very beginning of the movie where you hear this foot stomping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. the kind of thing that uh, he did was use those. And then there's a, that, that reveal. You don't know what the hell that is until you see it at the end. That's right. And I think he's probably a big fan of Clint Eastwood because Clint Eastwood did the, does the exact same technique. Occasionally, McNamara yeah. gets into that technique as well. So Sorry, I don't I, see how they. It was a three-hour film, and I didn't. I, I didn't even get up to go pee. Oh no! It's it just man. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's right away, <laughs> grabs you right away, man. It is really. Yeah. And that's yeah, a, that's that's. I mean, the the guy who played Oppenheimer deserves an Oscar big time. I, I see, thought Matt uh, Damon was brilliant. I really, uh, uh, me Matt too. Damon. I Damon. There's something he does about. The, the most elementary roles that is so convincing. I don't I know. know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. He doesn't, he, uh, well, he's trying to figure out if he's going to sign on for the last Jason Bourne movie. I thought he had said no, but maybe. well, he did. And then he was on Colbert and he looks to be in great shape. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. He was heavier for Oppenheimer if you look at him now, he's back to Jason Bourne weight. He's very muscular. And I'm looking at him thinking, you're full of shit. You just want more money. Well, that's probably and, true. Well, his wife, it, it's so funny because he had this great interview with Colbert, too. He was talking to him. And he's like, look, uh, Stephen's like, well, you swore off movies for a while. You were going to take a break and have a couple of years with your kids. And he goes, uh, he's like, how did you explain that to your wife? And he goes, Matt goes, well. Let me tell you, Stephen, I sat down with my wife and I said, look, there is no way I'm going back to work unless Christopher Nolan calls. <laughs> you already had it set up. The phone rings and it's Christopher Nolan. Yeah, sure. Honey, uh, remember me telling you that that wasn't going to happen? It just did. 
So, oh, so you think it? Well, I mean, you know. No, he he really he loves Christopher Nolan. He he's really got Christopher Nolan's got a lot of people that are are, are very very loyal. What to are they going to do with the story though? The Jason Bourne? They got to they they, they revised it. They 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 revised it so it started out. I mean, keep in mind back that original story by Robert Ludlum was about a Vietnam vet. Okay. Oh, I know. And every know. It, every rendition of that story, they took it, 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 it had to move up to a different war that it came out of, right? You know, yeah. a little later. Yeah. And now, yeah, it just kept uh, bumped after up. the yeah. last one that he did, um, you know, uh, I, I, I I wonder how what are they going to take the story? I mean, it has to have. I mean, it just to do, do another yeah. sequel, just so you can do all the technical stuff, but not. Yeah, tell a real yeah. story. Well, it's bring in weird. the two Jason Bournes. Like have have uh, uh, Jeremy Renner and him be in the same movie. I thought Jeremy did a great job in the. Oh um, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that one, well, he did accurate. a good job. Another, another seriously underrated guy. You know, I think he did a good job. Much more. I don't think he has to do action. And boy, God bless him for what he's gone through. You saw what happened to him, right? No, what happened to him? Jeremy Renner. Ooh, Jeremy, John, you didn't know. No, wait. Is he? Is he the? Uh, he uh, was. He has. He owns all these big pieces of equipment that cities just get rid of. Yeah. And what he does is, him and his team take these utility vehicles and give them a second life doing something else, whether it be a, a, a bus for teaching children how to produce music, doing hmm. opening it up and doing concerts. They modify all that. The problem is, is he got one of those big ass uh, snow plow shredder things, and he left it in gear, and it was sliding into his nephew. So he had to get out. He wanted to get out. He's screaming at his nephew to get out of the way because it was sliding. Because where they live was just covered with snow and ice, and it's sliding. And he had he got in front of it and it ran him over. He had, he crushed, he crushed his hips, broke both shoulders. He had 17 cracked ribs, had to have facial reconstructive surgery. He has 14 rubber bands inside of his jowl to keep his jaw moving. This is the, the guy that starred in The Bourne? <laughs> Jeremy show? Renner. The guy God, who I was didn't know that. in the Marvel Universe. Ooh. You know, he, his, so he's—that's uh, pretty his much big total. Breakout role was in the movie that was produced by and and, and directed by a woman, Hurt Locker. His breakout role was Hurt. Didn't Locker. he play in that sci-fi movie Arrival? I believe. Mm, I don't know. I'll have to look. He may have yeah. been in that too, but I think his big his big breakout role was Hurt Locker. I didn't see that one. No. But anyway. Oh, that's the best. Well, Sad John, I, I, once yeah. again, we come to the end of our rainbow here. All right, buddy. And, uh, okay, everyone, listen. If it's early where you are, grab yourself some bread and throw some turds between it and munch away because the rest of the day will be so much better. That's right, man. Bye, everybody. Upward. Bye-bye. <laughs> Recording stopped.